Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. It's funny because everything started before even creation. The Bible says that the, the, the Son of God was slain before the foundations of the world. So, before this world was started, there was a relationship between a father and a son. So it was all built on relationship. And God is the God that wants to be close. The reason why he did everything that he did through the cross, through the blood, is so that we could be brought near. Amen? So today I'm going to give a charge to, to Daniel, and, um, but it's really a charge to all of us. Um, it's stricter for Daniel because as a leader, you're going to be judged more. Um, the Bible says that God has a strict judgment on us. Yay! <laughs> uh, it's, but it's because we, we can't be treating this lightly. And so we need to honor the, what God's called us to do. But in, in, uh, in um, Galatians 4.19, Paul, he said, I'm travailing again. If we can pull that one up. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, Galatians 4.19, I want you to read it just because I can quote it, but um, Paul is in travail as in childbirth. How many know that's a pretty bad pain? And all the women said, and all the men said, I think so. <laughs> and the men that were there with their wives while well, they squeezed their hand or did other things um, could see that it's definitely painful. So Paul here, he says, he is, there's this pain and this ache and this prayer that is continually coming out of him and it's, what happens? He says, my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again and they will continue until what? Christ is fully developed in your lives. Christ is fully formed. I love the, the NIV translation says that Christ would be formed in you. And so this is the thing. We live in a culture that wants information, but God is not into information. He's into formation. God wants to form you into the image of his son. If you, if you come out so smart and you know everything about God and you... You, you act so spiritual and you, you think you're so good and above everyone else, you've, you've missed the mark. If you've not been formed and carry the very nature of Christ, that you carry his love, his compassion, his power in a way that emulates and demonstrates him, if you don't have that and if that doesn't become more and more a part of you and everything that you begin to do for him, you're missing the mark. It's not about information. Today, we're, we're looking at an ordination, but this is a step. This is a step for Daniel. But the formation will continue. It will continue for the rest of your life. You're going to be so squeaky clean and so much like Jesus by the time you end. That's my goal because that's the prayers I'm praying for you and for every one of you is that Christ would be formed in us. That is what we need. And, and trust me, those are painful prayers because every day we get disappointed. Every day we fall short. 
Every day, how many know things are being rubbed off of you? Iron sharpens iron. You go through different situations. Life sends you this thing and sends you this thing. And you've got to walk through it. And you have to be like Christ. And you have to allow him to form in you the, the character that he wants you to bring in every situation. There's love tests we have to go through. How many hate the love tests? <laughs> but when Jesus left, he, he, was, he was talking to his disciples. We're going to go there in John. If we can go there in John 17. Um, or sorry, not John 17. John 13. And I love this. It says, before the Passover celebration... Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. And he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very end. I love that verse. You know, you love them at the beginning. It wasn't about his duty. I got to get 12 guys. I got to, they got to carry on the work before, what, before I go. I got to, no, he loved them. He loved them. And, he, and this, he loved him to the very end, even the one that betrayed him. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas. The devil shows up all the time. Isn't he a jerk? <laughs> Simon, son of uh, Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and he would return to God. That's the thing that you've got to keep in the forefront. Every one of us. It was about God, why we even came to him, and we're returning back to him. All the other stuff, people and this and that and that, you've you got to fall back to. God, it's about you. What was it that you originally said to me? What was it that you wanted me to do? What is it that I'm here for? What is it? Because in the end, that's what I'm going to answer for when I come back to you. Not all the other stuff. Amen? And Jesus knew that. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. This is a humbling process. Leadership and being a leader, you have to be able to receive help. And even Jesus, you know, Peter was like, he wasn't able to receive that. Because that was humbling what Jesus did. He took a very humble position. He's like, you shouldn't be doing that. We should be honoring you. We should be putting you. And he's like, no, no. This is the position we need to take. And guess what? We're not greater than our leader. We're not above our leader. He's calling every single one of us. And he says here, it says, um, uh, 
and then Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and my, hand, my head as well, Lord, and not just my feet. And Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. And that is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and he sat down and he asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, I, it would be a good suggestion if you would maybe do that for others when you feel like it. <laughs> what does it read? Let's read it together. You ought to wash each other's feet. This is normal. Jesus is putting a mindset out here to his leaders. These guys are going to change the world, and he's talking about washing feet. He's like, he's bringing it down to the baseline. He's bringing it down to where the rubber hits the road. He's bringing it down to where I'm going to make you guys unstoppable, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you be that servant that you need to be, that you're unoffendable, that you're unstoppable, and that nothing is going to stand in your way. Why? Because you are taking the low position. And the Bible says God exalts the humble. He resists the proud, but what does he do? He exalts the humble. When the way up is down. It's always down. Always down. The greater that God calls you into something, the lower you have to go. And it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Humbling yourself. And the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he might lift you up in due time. Humble yourself. God doesn't make you humble yourself. You have to choose. It's a choice. It's a choice every day. It's a choice in every circumstance. Is that God, I want to honor you. What is the position I need to take? And he'll, he'll say, wash feet. He says, I love this about Jesus. He says, I've given you an example to follow. I love this about our leader. This is why I will serve Jesus all the days of my life. Because he's a leader who does what he says. And that can be trusted. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Amen? We all are called to wash feet. You want to be a great leader? You need to be a servant. How many know that the KISS principle? Keep it simple, servant. That's the redeemed version. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for what? Thinking about them. <laughs> now that you know these things, God will bless you. When you just have happy thoughts, I have these great intentions. Oh, yes, I'd like to do this and like to do it. And you've got all these happy intentions and thoughts in your mind, and it never turns out to be in action. Guess what? <laughs> no. 
God will bless you for doing them. Doing them. Amen? And so, Paul in the scriptures, we're going to go to him next in, in 2 Timothy 2. He gives a charge here. And he's at the end of his life. He's speaking to Timothy that he loves very much. He's a son. And... Um, Okay, come on. So we're gonna, he's giving a charge here, and I want us to go through this just because um, it's just line upon line, and it's so clear. And Paul here, this is one of his greatest leaders, Timothy. He's leaving, and, and he knows he's leaving soon. So... He's leaving something that is like of substance, okay? It's not make sure you brush your teeth and you go to bed early, you know, not dorky stuff like that. It's like stuff that really matters. And he says, Timothy, my dear son, he says, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to others to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Amen? And this is the principle that I want us to see, and I believe that re leadership needs to be raised up from within the local church. That's, I believe, God's best design. I believe it can be done. I went to Bible school, so I, you know, I'm not going to say it, it doesn't work any other way, okay? That's the way that God did it for me, but I believe that there's a better way and he, and he wants to raise them up from within, and he wants them established in the word and, and through many reliable witnesses. Like today, we have, we have Daniel doing this, but, but uh, Aaron's went through this process and I'm wondering how did this... Well, through COVID schmobid, what happened was Aaron was supposed to get ordained. He went through this whole process within the church and, and being licensed and being recognized and working with other uh, men of God and... and and living out this call, um, and then he was ready to be ordained, and then COVID came, and boom, that happened. Got a certificate in the mail, and then three years later, we're just kind of like, ha, ah, ha, you know? But he went through this process as well, so this charge is for you too. But he's, but he's living it. He's living it. And, and that's what's more important. It's not a certificate. It's not, we treat this with respect and we're going and we're doing this, but it's about the substance of it. Am I living this? Am I doing this? Am I being the leader that God called me to be? I'm not hiding behind the title. I am that title. I'm living it. Amen? That's what's important. And so Paul is saying here, look, look, these things that you've heard from me and, and you, you know, pass them on to others, other faithful and reliable people. Then he says here, verse three, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in, in the affairs of civilian life for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. Amen. So he's given us perspective here. And there's going to be lots of things that you can get tangled in. And, you know, when you're called as a leader, and I believe God calls all of us, because we follow a great leader. If we are going to be formed and if we're going to be like him, 
we will become a great leader. We will lead to some capacity. It's, are you willing to, though? That's the thing, because there's a price to leadership. And he's saying here, first of all, you're, you're a good soldier. You don't get caught up in civilian affairs. You keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? You fight the right battles. And don't get caught up in the, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. And he says here, uh, and because we want to please our officer who enlisted us. And then it says, verse 5, and athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. Right, Daniel? Mr. Basketball Man? He couldn't believe, he's dropping all these names. And I'm like, I don't know any of them. He was so upset. He was like, I almost like lost my salvation. He was like, he was thinking, are you even saved? He could not believe it. Like someone actually, and not that I'm against basketball. I just, I'm happy he's doing a great job with it. But you can't win unless you follow the rules and you win you, you, you run to, to win, win the race. And it says, and hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Always remember that Jesus Christ, the descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. Amen? He's raised from the dead. I don't care what they say. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I'm suffering and I've been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. Amen? Because in order to do that, you would have to encase the wind. And you can't. You can't. So I am willing to endure what? Anything. You know what God told me a few years ago? It was a while back. But he says, I wish you wouldn't just do something for me. I wish you would do anything for me. Because we, we, we are selective a lot of times. And it's like, are you willing to do anything? Because there's a lot of grunt work in the kingdom of God. You know, this here in the front is like 10%. The other 90% is behind the scenes. It's in prayer. It's in reading the word. It's in enduring through and pushing through things. It's in standing your ground when no one else is standing. It's, it's, it's confronting when no one wants to confront. There's so many different things. And Paul here is hitting these things. And he's saying, look, I am going to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Amen. If we die, this is a trustworthy saying, if we die with him, we will also live with him. Amen. I'm not afraid to die. I've seen people pass, both my father, father-in-law, my father, my mother, I was there with all of them in their passing. There's nothing to fear in death. They all knew where they were going. There was so much victory, so much peace, so much power. When, I, when my job's done, I'm leaving. I'm not sticking around any longer, and you're not going to be able to get rid of me until I'm done. So you can shoot me. You can do whatever you want. If it's not my time, they're not going through. I'm, I'm going to be back. 
because I am not leaving till I'm done. It says if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Why? Because he cannot deny who he is. Remember, or sorry, remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Amen? You know, guys, and every day we've got to evaluate in the end, what did I do? Everything that I did today. Like, can I stand before God and be happy about what I did? You know, did I live a selfish life just for me all day and just got everything I want and feel really, really good and then I come to God and I'm like, God, are you happy? You think you'll be happy with that? His son who laid down his life, who, did, who didn't come to be served but came to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And I'm not saying don't go on a vacation. I'm taking some days off. You need rest. Not saying, you know, be a workhorse and never ever, you know, feel guilty for any pleasure that you have. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what is your motivation and what drives you and what is, what is at the forefront of everything that you're doing? Because if it's to please God, God gives you a day of rest and you can rest knowing God's with you in that day of rest. God gives you all those different things, but it's he's the reason you're doing it. He's in the center of everything you do. Amen? This is what Paul's saying here. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains what? The word of truth. This is probably the biggest charge for those of us that are called to teach and called to get into the word and called to, to bring instruction. We, we have to do it in a way that when, when we're doing that, that we, we, we know the weight of this. Like People are knowing God as a result of what we're saying, knowing or not knowing God and knowing who he is by the way we present him. That a person's destiny could actually be altered by the way you present him. It's, it's a scary thing. And that we are pointing to the word of God and, and we are going to be accountable for those things that we've concocted and there are a lot of things out there that are distorting God's image. They're distorting God's design. They're changing the rules that are clearly written in his word on the design. And I, I'm not going to get into all of it. But there's many things. And it's like we have to teach that truth. Amen? Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the, in the case of, I'm not going to even say their names. They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. But God's truth stands firm, like a fountain, a foundation stone with his inscription, the Lord knows those who are his, 
and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Amen? I want to be a special tool. If you're going to be a tool, be a special one. All right? If someone calls you a tool, like, yes, and I'm a very special tool. Very special. But again, to be that tool, that special tool, is costly. You need to keep yourself pure and be willing to be used for honorable use. And it says here, your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. You know what all of this is about? It's about continually having your heart ready, being prepared, and again, formation. And that never stops. I thought, you know, you get to a certain point where you think it's going to stop. It's like, no, he just does deeper formation. He like, you know, he went around that curve on you and he was like forming. He's like, you didn't realize he's going to go. But, you know, for the first part, it's that smooth little, you know, and you're like, oh. But then he does a deep work and he goes way in and he wants to form deeper places. And we need to allow that. That's normal. And it's a good thing. Because when we go through those things, we're closer to him. And we become more like him. And that's what it's about. It's not about this world's approval. It's not about getting the successful job and getting the success and all the outward. Those things are great when God is with you in them. And God gave you them. And God was with you in every step. And God was the one that promoted you. And God was the one that enabled you. And God was the one that was sustaining you. That's when those are good. When you step outside of that, they're not. They're not. Then it says here, verse 22, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Wow. You have to kind of just live with your eyes closed in our generation. Let's be honest, people. There are things, and we have to be like Joseph. Run from them. Run from them. Potiphar's wife, he could have easily have had that on the side. No one would have known. But he feared God more than he feared man, and he was willing to keep himself pure. And he says, so run from anything that simulates youthful lust. So... Stay away from those things. Don't even get in, in a place where it's, it's tempting you in any way. Cut it off. Instead, pursue. So replace it with pursuing righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the name of the Lord with pure hearts. Amen. 
don't be around in a room with a bunch of complainers who go on and on and on. And, you know, it's just, it gets toxic. Be in a room that, where people that are excited about God, who are excited about how awesome he is, who are willing to dare to believe something greater. And, and when you talk, they spur you on and you're back and forth. And how many have been in those kinds of conversations? They're great. That's what I want to be around. I want to be around people talk about, oh, the nice car, lovely, and all the, it's okay stuff, but like, it's not going to change your life. Come on, right? It says here, again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to the ones that they want to be kind to. <laughs> to what? <laughs> I don't like this one. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I was really bad at it for a while. I'm a, I'm a straight shooter, and sometimes I'm just like, I don't care. I'm going to tell you like it is, and I wasn't kind. My wife has had to really help me in the kindness department. I used to ball her kindness. <laughs> because I just, and I, this one I've had to really learn. And I'm still learning. But it, it says here, um, that we must be kind to everyone. And we must be able to teach, not tell, teach. There's a difference. <laughs> and all of you younger ones, with all of the older ones, you teach us how to use our phones, <laughs> how to use Facebook, Instagram, you teach us. Yes, Sydney is very good at this. She is kind. <laughs> you will not die if Sydney helps you. <laughs> but we, we, we have to be able to teach and to be patient with difficult people. And so, so that's the leader's responsibility. Yes, it is. The leader should be the one that you can look to and see that example. But guess what? You're called to that too. We're all called to that. God is wanting all of us to be this. It says, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. Because that's what it's all about, guys. It's not about me being right or you being right. And sometimes we're like, well, I was right. And we don't care about that person. And that person could die and go to hell. But we're, we've got to be redemptive in our nature and in our heart. And, and, and even if the way that we're dealing with that situation, it's like, God, help me to see it the way that you see it because I don't want to see this person lost. Help me. Help me to see it the way that you see it. And guys, we can't see it sometimes. Sometimes we're just so lost. We're so offended or we're so hurt or we're so human that we need to allow Jesus to touch our heart and give us his heart. Give us his eyes and show us with his grace 
what he sees. Amen? Because these hearts will turn. And they might come to their senses like the prodigal son did. He came to his senses. And they escaped the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Oh, boy. You know what? I think I'm going to go through. Where are we at? Uh, I was going to do three and part of four. I'm going to do it real quick. Because actually, this is really good. It's a good reminder for all of us. So you should know this, Timothy. Daniel, you should know this. Aaron, you should know this. Every other leader. That in the last days, there will be very difficult times. Right? How many know we're in the last days? We're the closest. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful. Now, don't think of people out there in the world. He's talking to the church here. He's talking about this is the condition of the church. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of the vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. So it's, women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. And these teachers op oppose the truth, just as uh, Jonas and Jabris opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith but they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are, just uh, as these two did. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach you and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted and he goes and lists those places. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. And as leaders and as a church, you need to look at your leaders and see, are they doing this? Are they walking through things? Are they overcoming? Are they patient? Are they doing these things? Amen? Because those are our trophies. That's what marks you as God's leader when you come through those things. Amen? It says here, but evil people... Um, oh, wait, sorry. But the Lord rescued us uh, me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will what? Suffer persecution. Amen. <laughs> But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and they themselves will be deceived. But, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. 
you know that they're true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. And this is so important, is those that we are under, that they are living what they say, and that you can trust them with what they're teaching you because they're not just saying it, they're doing it. Amen? This is so important. This is where formation comes. <clears throat> you have been taught by the Holy Scriptures from childhood. I can say that for Aaron. <laughs> he was. All the way from growing up, from the time he was little, little. And Daniel... I don't know when you were taught it. I know you were taught, I think, right from young as well. And so you've been taught it. It's there. It's been planted. It says here, um, and they have given you wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. And all scripture, let's say all scripture, not your favorite verses, all of it. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Amen? It tells us the good things. How many know there's the bless me verses and there's the spank me verses? And the spank me verses we don't like. Oh, not spank, sorry. Time out verses. Okay? It's, that's a time out verse. Oh, I got to think about that one for a while. Please. <clears throat> it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong, and it teaches us what to do. It teaches us to do what is right. And God uses it to prepare and equip his people for every good work. Amen? So I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not, whether it's a good season or a bad season. And I know Daniel's good at this. He's always doing that. Every time we, we go at different things, he's, he's, he's always looking for that opportunity. And there's just different times it happens. We're in the grocery store. Sometimes it can be annoying if you want to get out of there early. I think the last conference we were at, we were waiting for Daniel. We're <laughs> and I can't remember what it was, but anyway... So yes, in season or out of season, be ready. And then it says here, um, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. And I know he's been doing this with the youth, doing a great job, and, and uh, even with the church when he's ministered. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and they will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Thank you, YouTube. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. It's easy to do, but look at your neighbor and say, this is a big but in the Bible. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Amen? Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. 
no matter what it costs you. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Amen? Paul ends with this. As for me, my life has already been poured out, and this is our life goal, that our life would be poured out to the end. There is no retirement in the kingdom of God. That is a world's thinking, is a world mentality. In the kingdom of God, our life is poured out till we leave. It's an offering. Time of my death is near. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. And I have what? Remained faithful. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.